Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Hey, North Point, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, our friends, and thank you so much for joining us for Easter Sunday here at North Point. I want to thank you so much for joining our online audience right now. And I want you to know, I don't believe it's a coincidence or an accident that you are watching right now. I believe that God has something that he wants to speak to your heart. I believe God has something that he wants to do in your life today. And as we celebrate Easter, you think, well, maybe why are we celebrating Easter? What is Easter? Easter is the day for Christians, for followers of Christ, where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And before we get into the message today, I want to give you just a quick summary of Christianity, what we believe as followers of Christ. Maybe maybe this is your first time uh, watching something like this, or maybe you've just kind of been in and out of church for years. Let me just give you um, a quick synopsis of what we believe. We believe that initially we were disconnected from God, and we were disconnected from God because we were out of covenant relationship with Him, because God only had relationship with one group of people on the earth, and that was the Israelites. But the Bible says that God had so much love for the entire world, and this was His plan from the very beginning that He would send his one and only son, Jesus, to this earth. And when Jesus came to the earth, he lived for 33 years on this earth, and he lived without sin. Jesus showed us the way to live, showed us the way to love. He showed us the way to lead. And then Jesus gave up his life. You see, Jesus was not murdered. No, Jesus willingly gave up his life for each and every one of us so that our sins could be forgiven by his death and death on a cross. And it's not that Jesus just died for us, but no, Jesus actually died as us. Jesus took our place. He took our sin upon himself to the cross. And the great exchange happens there when he took our sin and he gave us his righteousness. But we don't believe that the story ended with Jesus's death on the cross. No, three days later, Jesus was literally physically resurrected from the dead, defeating death hell, and the grave, and creating a pathway for everyone to have relationship with God. You see, Christianity is not about being a good person. It's not about following a moral code of ethics. Christianity is not even just believing that God exists. No, you see, the core of Christianity is found in real relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to initiate relationship. Even in the gospel, when Jesus called his 
followers. He called his disciples to himself. This is what Jesus said. Jesus says, come and follow me. He was inviting them into relationship. Jesus did not say, come and follow these Like, come and follow these rules, come and follow these regulations, come and follow these commands. No, Jesus started it all by saying, come and follow me. You see, that's the same invitation that Jesus extends to each and every one of us, that we would come and follow him. And in this beautiful picture of God's love and God sending his son to the earth and sending his son to the earth for for a purpose and to live on mission, you say, well, what was that mission of Jesus? Well, let's look at what Jesus said his mission was in Luke chapter 4, verse 17. Jesus is uh, in the synagogue. Uh, This is the Sabbath, and Jesus is there, and it says that the scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll, and he found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All the eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. This scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. You see, this portion of scripture was from the prophet Isaiah who had lived 700 years before Jesus. But Jesus is saying what the prophet Isaiah was talking about and was telling you was going to happen, it is happening now. I am this person who Isaiah was talking about. And what did this Messiah, what did this promised one come to do? He came, as he said, to bring good news to the poor. Now we might ask, well, who is the poor? The poor is us. Each and every one of us, the poor is humanity. Why? Because we were disconnected from our heavenly father. We were disconnected from creator God. And there was nothing that we were able to offer him to make that relationship right. You could say it this way. We had insufficient funds. There was nothing we could offer God to restore that relationship. So Jesus came to bring the good news. The good news of God's unconditional love. The good news of God's amazing grace. That God was sending his son to bridge the gap that we could not bridge. To fill the space and to pay the debt that we could never pay. You see, the good news says that you don't have to live disconnected from God, the source of life, any longer. Jesus came to connect us with his Father. But it also says that not only did Jesus come to declare the good news to the poor, but to proclaim that the captives will be released. You see, each and every one of us were prisoners to sin. We were prisoners to sin, and we were also prisoners to the debt that that sin created. That that sin, that debt, 
It separated us from God. And good deeds, better habits, longer prayers, improved lives, nothing we could do could ever pay off that debt. See, there was no way out for us. We were trapped in this prison. We were trapped in this prison and we were not able to pay this debt that would release us from this prison. But yet Jesus came to pay this debt for us and God released us from the prison of debt and the prison of our sin. And what we call this is we call this forgiveness, that God offers us forgiveness by his grace. And you'd say, well, what is God's grace? God's grace is really his willingness. And we could even say his eagerness or his eager willingness to do for us what we do not deserve. We don't deserve to have our debt paid, but God wanted to pay that debt. And so he sent his one and only son to pay the price for us. And Jesus also says that the blind will see. The blind will see. Now, we know that Jesus did physical miracles while he was here on the earth. The lame walked and the deaf would hear and the blind would see. But more than physical miracles, Jesus does miracles of the heart. Jesus also opens up the eyes of our soul, the eyes of our heart to see what we have never seen before. He opens up our eyes to see that we are sinners and we are in desperate need of a Savior. He opens up our eyes to see what is possible for God to do in us and for God to do through us. He opens up our eyes that we might see that our future really can be different than our past. He opens up our blind eyes. But Jesus also said, he came so that the oppressed could be set free. Those who are brokenhearted and downtrodden. Those who are living under the weight of guilt, shame, condemnation, and regret. Those who are struggling with addiction and struggling with depression. That those people might be healed, be made whole, and be released into freedom to live the lives that God created them to live. But you see, Jesus didn't stop there. That would be wonderful all by itself. But then he added this other part, and this is what he said, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. I love what the amplified version of the Bible says. It says there uh, that this would be the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly, that it would abound, that this would not just be a day, but that this would really be a season, a time period where salvation and the favor of God would abound greatly. You see, the mission and the message of Jesus was all about salvation and transformation. It's about the salvation of our soul which will lead to the transformation of our lives. 
Now, this is where it can kind of get twisted when people start to think about God and Jesus and religion, and they can begin to feel like God is always just trying to point out what is wrong with them. Friends, I want you to hear me very clear today. Jesus did not come to point out all of your flaws. Instead, Jesus came to point you towards his favor. I want to say it for you again. Jesus did not come to point out all of your flaws. Instead, Jesus came to point you towards his favor. The scripture says, Jesus said in himself, that the Father did not send me into the world to judge the world, but to save the world. Jesus said, I came to seek and save those who were lost. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but I have come to serve and to offer my life as a ransom for the many. Now, I don't know about you, but I know what this sounds like to me. When we start talking about the captives being released, the oppressed being set free, the blind seeing the good news preached to the poor, and this day of salvation, this day of the Lord's favor. I don't know what it sounds like to you, but I know what it sounds like to me, and it sounds like hope. This sounds like the message of hope, the hope that all of us need in this life. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, and once again here, Matthew is quoting the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah, the same one that Jesus was quoting in Luke chapter 4, Matthew was quoting again. And this is what Isaiah said about Jesus. He said, and his name will be the hope of all the world. 700 years before Jesus would get here, this prophecy about Jesus said that his name, what he does, who he is, it would be the hope of the world. You see, today in 2021, Jesus is still the hope of the world. But I don't want you to miss it. Because sometimes we can read that or sometimes we can hear that and we say, oh, isn't that wonderful that God loved the whole world? Isn't that wonderful that Jesus is the hope for the entire world? And we miss the truth that Jesus is the hope for you. Jesus is the hope for your family. He's not just the hope for all the people on the globe. No, Jesus wants to make it personal with you this Easter. Jesus is the hope for your life. But what does this hope look like today? What does this hope look like in 2021? What does this hope look like for you and for me that Jesus would be the hope of the world? Let me just give you a few things today. That First of all, that this hope that Jesus came to bring, that it would be the hope of heaven. It would be the hope of heaven. You know, it's been said that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And here's the reason why, is that we were created to live forever. We were created as eternal beings. And God, in his goodness and grace, made a way for me and you to spend eternity with him. Not because of what we have done, but because we decided to put our faith, hope, and trust in what he has done for us. 
So the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 2, Jesus talking to his disciples here, he says, there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? Jesus saying, there is room for you. There is a place for you. God has a space for you in eternity. And I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare that place. But hear me today. Jesus did not just go and prepare the place. He also paved the way. He's not just preparing a place for you. He paved the way for you. Remember when Jesus said it's the good news that's being preached to the poor, that the captives have been released, the debt has been paid, the sin has been forgiven. Friends, your debt has been paid, your sins are forgiven, so you can have the chance to spend eternity with God in heaven forever. You see, in Jesus, we find the hope of heaven. Not only do we find the hope of heaven, the second thing we find is the hope of opportunity. The hope of opportunity, that things can be different, that my life can change, that I don't always have to be the same, that my future does not have to be defined by my past. Remember what Jesus said. He said that the blind will see, that we might be able to see the possibility of what the power of God can do in our lives and not do in our lives eventually, but do in our, in our lives right now. We're not waiting on heaven. No, instead, heaven through Christ has come to us so that we might be changed and transformed. This is what Jesus told his disciples again in John chapter 14. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater because I am going to the Father. Jesus says, you're going to do what I have done. You're going to do greater works because I'm going to go to the Father and I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be interceding for you. I'm going to be asking the Father to do things for you. And so you're going to do not just what I've done, but you're even going to do more. Do you, come on, do you see the opportunity? Do you see the opportunity not just for salvation, but for life transformation? And not just for yourself, but for others. God wants to do a work in you. But you see, we have to first see the opportunity, to see the possibility. It's the hope of opportunity, but it doesn't stop there. It's not just the hope of heaven and the hope of opportunity. There is this other part of hope, and it is the hope of peace. The hope of peace. Romans 15, 13, the apostle Paul was writing to the church in Rome, and he says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Because you trust in him. Wow. I pray that God, the source of hope. Come on, if God is the source of hope, doesn't it make sense why he would send us hope? Not just send hope into the world, but send hope into our hearts so that our lives might be filled completely with joy and peace as we trust in him. 
one. In a world that is full of chaos, my mind and my heart need to be filled completely with peace. In a world that is filled with difficulty and challenges, in a life that is filled with trouble and storms, my mind and my heart need to be filled with his supernatural peace. And that's exactly what Jesus told us is possible. In John 14, Jesus still talking to his disciples here. He says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm leaving you with the gift. That gift is peace of mind and heart. Come on, how many of you need that gift today? That gift of peace. Come on, you can put the little emoji right there. Wave at me. Put that hand up. Lift that hand up. Say, I need peace in my life. Friends, you have I've got good news for you. There is the hope of peace that is found in Christ Jesus. And Jesus goes on and says, and the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. You remember what Jesus said his mission was? That the oppressed would be set free? Those that are battling anxiety, fear, and worry, that they could be released from that oppression? Why? Because his peace is perfect peace. His peace is perfect peace. That peace that Jesus gives, it's not dependent upon our circumstances in life. No, as a matter of fact, that peace is permanent despite our circumstances in this life. The Bible says that the peace that God gives, that it passes our ability to even understand it. Why? Because it is a supernatural peace. Jesus says, it is my peace. That is supernatural peace that he wants to give to us. You see, because Jesus came, the hope of the world, the hope for me and you, that we could have the hope of heaven, that we could have the hope of opportunity of change and transformation, that we might have the hope of peace. It's not just the hope of heaven and the hope of opportunity and the hope of peace, but we also have hope for every day. We have hope for every day because Jesus did not come for us to have a once-in-a-lifetime experience with him, but Jesus came to be a part of our daily faith journey. That's what Jesus said. He said, this is the time of the Lord's favor. This is the season. This is the period of time where there will not only be salvation, but the favor of God will abound greatly. Right there in John 14, Jesus is telling his disciples that he's about to go away. Jesus is just about to be crucified. He's just about to face death, and he's telling them, hey, I am going to go away. But he promises them something. He promises them that it's going to be better for them when he goes away because he is going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit, who is going to be with them forever. I'm going to say forever. It's going to be with them forever. What does forever mean? Forever means he's going to be with them every day. This is what he says in verse 17. He is the Holy Spirit 
He leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. The Spirit of God living in me every day. You see, that gives me hope. That gives me hope every day. The Spirit of God living in me, that gives me hope every day. It reminds me of the hope of heaven that where I am right now is temporary, but I will spend eternity with him. The, the Holy Spirit living in me every day reminds me of the hope of opportunity that God is working things out in me and God is working all things together for me. The Holy Spirit in me every day reminds me that there is hope for peace in my life, that the same Spirit that lives in me is the same Spirit that resurrected Christ from the dead, and that Spirit that resurrected Christ from the dead is a victorious Spirit. It has victory over every storm and every obstacle, and that is the same Spirit that Jesus spoke to the storm and said, peace be still, and the storm silenced in a moment. That is the peace that we have living on the inside of us. And that spirit is with us every single day. So we get to live with hope. I don't know about you, but whenever I look back and I say, wow, this is what Jesus came to do. This is what I need Jesus to do. I need him to bring good news for the poor because I am poor and I cannot pay the price for relationship with God. I need Jesus to release me from my debt so that I don't have to be a captive in that prison anymore. I need Jesus to open up my blind eyes so I can see what I have never seen. I need Jesus to set me free from my oppression and I need Jesus to bring me into that day of salvation salvation in that time of the Lord's favor. And when I realized that that was Jesus's mission and his purpose, it fills my heart with hope, not just for Easter Sunday morning, but for hope every single day. And friends, that's what we have. We have the hope of heaven. We have the hope of opportunity. We have the hope of peace. And we have that hope every single day. That is the good news that Jesus came to bring to the world. Every Sunday this year, we are wrapping up with a lead acrostic because this year here at North Point, it is our year of application, and we want to put some things into operation in our life so that we can lead ourselves well. And so we're going through this acrostic every Sunday, and we're saying this, what what did I learn today? What did I learn? What is our takeaway? The takeaway is simple, that Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our hope. We have no hope of heaven outside of him, no, ho no hope of opportunity, no hope of supernatural peace. We need Jesus. Jesus is our hope. But it leads us to the evaluation. And the evaluation is simply this, what part of hope do you need to embrace today? 
What part of hope do you need to embrace today? Do you need to embrace the hope of heaven? Maybe you have never surrendered your heart to God and invited him to be a part of your life. Today, you can have the hope of heaven. Maybe life has just been overwhelming to you and you have lost the sight that things really can be different and things really can change and there is opportunity for transformation in your life and you need to grab onto that hope of opportunity. Maybe today the chaos of the world, the dysfunction of your family, it it has so bogged you down that you need that supernatural peace. Or maybe you've just lost sight of the fact that Jesus wants to walk with you every day and you just need to bring Jesus into your everyday life and the hope that comes with him. Our application, what is our application today? Our application is, is very simple. Take the next step. Just take the next step. What does that step look like? That step might look like just tuning in and joining us again next Sunday. We're in a series right now here at North Point talking about our house habits, and we're going to be talking next week about we grow intentionally. We grow intentionally. And one of the things is is you got to show up to grow up, and you got to grow up to go up. We all want our life to go to the next level, but we've got to show up so that we can grow up so that that becomes possible. Maybe it's just tuning in next Sunday. Or maybe it's joining one of our online groups. You don't have to attend church in our physical location to be a part of one of our groups. People in community doing life together, growing in their faith together. Maybe you want to be a part of our Bible reading plan. We're reading through the New Testament this year, just one chapter a day, three to five minutes. Maybe that is your next step. You say, man, I just need to read the Bible every day. You can do that with us as a community, as a part of our Bible reading plan. Or maybe today you just, you need prayer and you can, you can easily text the number that's available right here and we can have people that are going to contact you and people who will pray with you. Here's the thing is you've got to take the next step. Whatever that step is for you, just take that next step. And then finally, the D is just for do it again. Do it again. Just keep on taking that next step. Keep on evaluating that hope and keep on leaning into the truth that Jesus is always our ultimate hope. I want to thank you so much for joining us for this Easter Sunday. And just before I pray for you, I want you to know that God doesn't just love the whole world. God loves you. You may be thinking, but Philip, you don't know my story. You don't know where I've been. You don't know all that I've done. And no, that's true. I don't know your story, but I do know the story of Jesus. And the story of Jesus is that he came for whosoever would believe. You don't have to clean your life up. You don't have to get things in order to come to Jesus. Jesus just simply says, hey, come and follow me. Come and initiate in relationship." And let's go on this salvation and transformation journey together. Jesus is inviting you into that journey today. Can I pray with you right now? Father, thank you. Thank you that you are good. Thank you that you are faithful. God, thank you for sending Jesus to this earth 2,000 years ago. Not only that he would show us how to live and how to love and how to lead, but that he would go to the cross to take our place, 
that he would take our sins upon himself, that that blood that he would shed would be the forgiveness of our sins and that he would not stay dead. But three days later, he would arise with victory over death, hell, and the grave. God, we thank you for the story of Jesus. And we thank you for the hope that is found in him, the hope of heaven, the hope of opportunity, the hope of peace, and the hope we have for every day. Right now, if you say, Philip, I, I just need that hope of heaven. I've never really invited God into my life. But you say, today, I know I need his grace. I need his peace. I, I want to initiate with God in this relationship, and, and I want to go to heaven. Then maybe today you say, Philip, I need that hope of opportunity. I'm just kind of stuck feeling like life is always going to be the way that it's always been. And I don't really believe and see the fact that it really can change. But I want to believe in this opportunity. I want to see this possibility. Maybe today you say, Philip, I really need that hope of peace today. In the midst of all the chaos and difficulty, I need that hope of peace. Or maybe today you say, Philip, I need the hope of every day. I need that hope of every day walking with Jesus. Come on, if that's what you need today, if you need hope today, come on, right there wherever you are, I just want you to lift your hand up to God. It's just a sign. It's just a sign to God to say, God, I hear what you're speaking. God, I see what you're trying to do in my life. And I lift up my hand to say, yes, God, please have your way. Father, right now, for every person that has their hand lifted, for every person, their heart is reaching towards you. God, I know that you are already reaching towards them. And God, I pray that a miracle would happen today, that their heart would be filled with hope and that that hope would not disappoint but that that hope would bring fulfillment salvation and transformation in their lives in jesus name i pray amen 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 and amen hey thank you thank you thank you i believe that this is going to be the greatest easter of your life let's continue to lean in to the presence of Jesus this week. Let's lean in to the promises of Jesus this week. And I want to see you right back here as we start talking about we grow intentionally. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.